0: Welcome to The Music Buzz, the podcast where we talk music, pop culture, and current events while we get a good buzz. We're your hosts, Justine Avila and Lauren Brumley. Sup, y'all? New here, new us. We're coming at you with our favorite things of 2018. The songs, the albums, the live shows, everything we liked, and some things we didn't. This is Music Buzz Recapped. But as
1: always, we're going to start off with some current events. And I think at the forefront of everyone's mind are the recent Grammy nominations.
0: So the Grammy nominations are out. And it's going to be an interesting year for the Grammys because this is the first year that they expanded the top few categories to include eight nominees, right? Instead of five, yes. Up from five. What do you think about this edition of... Three new nominees in those categories. I think it's great. Um, I think it gives like more opportunity,
1: right? For a diverse array of winners. Totally.
0: And maybe like people are being nominated in those categories who wouldn't necessarily have been nominated for Grammys. And I think that
1: that was the goal, right? In terms of like having a diverse array of nominees that actually make it to the final list. But the final voting period is now. Right. But that's for, for the, the winners. winners.
0: Yeah. Right. So there's always a wild card in the um is it best song of the year that's the biggest? Is that uh, what the category it's is Song called? of the year
1: yeah. and, then, and then record of the year. Record of the year and then album of the year.
0: So in Song of the Year there is always and even Artist of the Year, but there's always like a wild card thrown in there like when esperanza spaulding won or right. like when there's always just like wait did she win for best new artist she might
1: have won i don't remember she might have always her.
0: like these wild card votes that like most people have never heard before mm-hmm. and i feel like this year while we are familiar with her a lot of people are like who is brandy carlisle
1: I've been hearing that yeah, a lot. But it's like, it's also the year of Brandy Carlisle. I think she got six nominations total. Yeah. So I feel like it's almost like a similar parallel to Chris Stapleton where people were like, who? And right. like everyone that's like very entrenched in the music industry, especially in Nashville, knew who Chris Stapleton was. Right. And then like the world found out who he was after that.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of like a game changing nomination for those people. But a lot of people were just like, the joke? I've never even heard this song. But so she's
1: also a genius because the music video just came out just in time for her Grammy nominations. So it was like perfect timing on her part and her team's part with Elizabeth Moss in it as well. It was a really beautiful video, but the timing was impeccable.
0: Yeah. They know what they're doing. They're professionals. Totally. And that record is super good. Um, However, The Joke is not my favorite song on Brandy Carlisle's record. So I'm kind of... I, I, I think it's just such an anthem and it's like got a good message, which I guess is why. But yeah, The Joke isn't even my favorite song on that record. What's your favorite song? I really love The Mother. Mm, that's, that's a good really one. Good. And Party of One, especially the version that she did with Sam Smith oh so i know i think
1: i like party of one i think that that's my favorite it's a great song i like listen to the album i know this is really weird but i listen to it like while i cook because it's like you know you're cooking and doing something with your hands but you can like actually pay attention to the words and i listened through twice and i was like wow this is very powerful to Um, the song Party to, of one or to or the, the album, record. yeah, yeah, to the entire album. And I think um, my two favorites are
0: Party One, and then I also like every time I hear that song. Oh, that is a really great song. I, which, that's the song that the uh, album title came from. By the way, I forgive you. Yeah, yeah. I which is an awesome album title. Yeah, she's so good. She's been killing it. She has, and I feel like this has been a year that other artists are starting to talk about her. So like people like Sam Smith who are now familiar with her work are posting about her and all these fans of Sam Smith who would have never listened to Brandy Carlisle probably are like, right. Oh, who's this girl? If he's yeah. saying that this song is so moving, they're like, I gotta listen to it. Right. Totally. She's awesome. She is awesome. Super important for us to talk about when it comes to Grammys is was Taylor Swift snubbed?
1: I mean definitely. She was snubbed.
0: I can't believe that she was only nominated once. But I mean, it, it's
1: the voting members of the Grammy or the Recording Academy, like
0: that. It's not a secret who's voting. Do you think she's angry? I know. And upset? Well, like we were texting right after the nominee nominations came out, and we were like, "This is like a devastating day in the Swift household." Because it was just such a shock to everyone. I think everyone expected all of her stuff to be nominated because everything she does is huge. Right. And And just because of who she is, like, it's always huge. And the Grammys,
1: right, I think get a lot of flack because like they say it's overall, right? Anyone can submit for it. Obviously, if you fall within the parameters of releasing the music, but it's commercial. And, like, a lot of the winners are, like, these huge commercial successes. Right. Right? And Brandy doesn't necessarily fit that mold, but she's on her way. Taylor fits that mold really well. And, like, I think broke touring history this year with the Reputation Tour. Like, broke all of these records. Has a new record deal. And then it was, like, the peak award in your industry. She was nominated in one category.
0: And it's, like, pop vocal. Right. Which is not even one of the main categories. I just can't believe it because I thought for sure that reputation would be nominated for album.
1: Yeah, no, I, I really did didn't think because totally.
0: single and song, I feel like are tough with this album. Cause like she only had a couple singles from it and only like one or two were on radio. Right. Yeah.
1: But I feel like I heard delicate on oh, the everywhere. radio for like
0: eight months and end game.
1: Yeah. I mean, they they had like a long life on the radio. It wasn't like, okay, like maybe 10 weeks. It, right. I felt like it was years. Yeah, I know it wasn't, but it still felt like that way.
0: So here's the question. Do you think she's going to go to the awards? I don't know. That's a tough play.
1: Because if she doesn't go, right, then she's like falling into like the Drake crowd who I guess Drake didn't submit. Um, uh, he didn't submit one of his albums to the Grammys.
0: Well, because I don't remember if it was, it had to have been last year or the year before he was nominated for all these rap awards and it was for songs that literally had no rap in them. And he's like, you guys don't even know what you're doing. (laughs) Right. So it was, I guess his
1: overall album. It wasn't that song child play. It was Views. I don't think he submitted
0: yeah, he's not um, a fan of the Grammys and has been pretty outspoken about that. Right. And then he won't perform on it.
1: Yeah. Taylor on the other hand is a big fan of the Grammys and right. like goes and performs and like she's usually she's nominated in the years where she doesn't release music because of her songwriting. Right. and stuff. So yeah. like I feel like she's a Grammy staple but she got the snub this year.
0: I know. And I think it will look so bad on her if this is the year that she doesn't show up just because she wasn't nominated. Right. You know? Like, what do you do? I mean, she was nominated, but not nominated for. Right.
1: For a lot of things. But, uh, but like, if she skips it for that reason, it's or skips it in general, right? It's very obvious. Like, why? Yeah.
0: yeah. And also like, her tour mate is, nominated in the same category as her like her friends are nominated i feel like she has to be there it's just gonna be kind of awkward because she usually is like the grammy queen right totally and nothing. not this year yeah but i mean everyone has
1: to have their year too
0: totally like and it's the same thing that we were talking about on the last episode about keith urban winning CMA? Entertainer of the year mm-hmm. it's like It can't be the year of your life every single year. Right. You know? No, Give someone else their moment. (laughs) Someone else (laughs) needs to have the year of their life. Okay, but who do we think is having the year of their life? Like, who do we think is going to sweep the Grammys? Okay, so I have two answers.
1: I think Brandy is going to kill it. I also think Casey Musgraves is going to kill it, too. Like yeah, with Golden Hour, I hope so. everyone has been freaking out about it. And she was like, she won at the CMAs, which was a big shocker. And then um her Grammy knobs. Like, imagine if she wins its Album of the Year, right? I think. Was yeah. her category mm-hmm. for the Grammys, and that's
0: overall. Right. I hope she wins it. Like I hope
1: she does too. That's incredible.
0: I, I think that she really has a solid chance up against the other albums. In well, the category. and
1: her, I mean, while her sound is country, it's like pop country, right? Too. I mean, with High Horse and everything like that, like it's awesome. So I really hope she wins. Me too. Also for Best New Artist, I don't know if she's gonna win, but this is like getting on another subject. But Margot
0: Price, yeah. So the best new artist category is so confusing to me this year <laughs> because the nominees are not really new artists. But it's new. I read an article
1: on this, and I think you might have texted about it, how the phrasing is, it's like best new commercially successful artist or something. Like there's well, some parameters in there yeah, where are like, like,
0: oh, okay. It's basically... You can be nominated for it if you've never been nominated for a Grammy before. Pretty right. much. That's like the stipulation. So, right.
1: Which was, uh, there was an Ed Sheeran rule too. Like the Grammys had to change something around, I think, in that category because Ed won in a different category and then went back and won in the Best New Artist and it was like, no.
0: That's so weird. Yeah. But it's well, like loopholes almost also, in the rules. Because in that category, Margot Price won Best New Artist at the Americana Music Awards several years ago. So she's been around. She's been making music, but she's just, I guess, now being recognized by the Grammys, which is super cool. But also in the category are Dua Lipa and BB Rexa, who have both also been around for a few years, BB right. Rexa for several. Yeah. So it's just so interesting that those are the new artists that are nominated. Right. I actually like super respect BB Rexa and she posted a video on Instagram of someone telling her when she was nominated and she was like sobbing and like holding somebody and I was like that's really sweet cuz she's worked her butt off for a lot of years writing songs for other people and like hustling and doesn't get a lot of recognition from it. Yeah. She's always like the feature on the song that she wrote, right, you know right, what I mean? Right. So I'm happy for her, but al'beit confused,
1: <laughs> yeah, no totally it's it's like new to the like huge commercial space, not necessarily a new artist, right.
0: Who also do you think is gonna sweep? um I feel like Casey will yeah, and Brandy has the potential to because she's nominated for so many things. the right. odds are in her favor totally um also her h e r her I feel like she's gonna. I feel like she's going to sweep some categories too for like the R&B side of things. Also, I don't know a single song in the rock category. <laughs> I realize Wait, I don't know if I do. I need to look. And I I like rock music, but it's such a confusing genre I feel like now because everything is just kind of blending and mixing together. And there aren't that many just true traditional rock bands anymore and the ones that they're that are out there, I don't really listen to very much. Like, definitely Greta Van Fleet was nominated. You know them, yeah, mm-hmm. I know, but I don't know their song that was nominated. right. Right. I just couldn't really get into them.
1: It's not my jam. Well, they're saying, I guess they're comparing it to Led Zeppelin, right? Right. For the younger, but generation. they're like kids. Yeah, it's like the generation that doesn't know who Led Zeppelin is. So they're like, "Oh, cool, <laughs> Greta Van like, Yes, this is hard rock, right? Totally. Arctic Monkeys are nominated for best rock performance,
0: and Chris Cornell. Have you ever even heard of the Fever Three Three Three? No, me either. Never even seen it on Spotify. <laughs> like, <laughs> couldn't tell you. Couldn't
1: tell you. Definitely
0: heard of Hailstorm, but like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know any of these songs. Yeah, which I found crazy. Also, Ariana Grande's Sweetener was only nominated in, uh, I believe it's Pop Vocal Album category. Even though that
1: she broke records with that one too. She broke a streaming record and I'm pretty sure she's breaking like the YouTube Views record for Thank You Next.
0: Which was a phenomenal video. (laughs) I I watched it live. I've never watched a music video live. Do you
1: want to hear something sad? So... I was talking to my siblings about it and my brother goes, I didn't get it.
0: Oh, that's so sad.
1: (laughs) That made me feel so old. I was like, he was like, yeah, I just didn't get any of that. And
0: I was like, that means he's not seen the most iconic movies of our generation. (laughs) Exactly. It's so unfortunate. Exactly. It was such a good video. No,
1: it was amazing. Um, Yeah, it was awesome. But yeah,
0: no, she didn't, she can get the wins on that one, or the nominations at least. Yeah. Which, I mean, and since she's in the same category as T. Swift, I don't know if, if there's hope for her there, but honestly, I think if any other record was going to win, it would be Sweetener yeah. or Sean Mendes. That's true. That was a good record. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm happy for him. He got those noms Totally. In.
0: I think the Grammys are going to be good. I'm looking forward to seeing who is going to perform. Yeah, the performances are always out of control. I I really do feel like the Grammy performances make the show. Yeah,
1: so like that's interesting too. You say that because I feel like the shows try to do all of these collabs, but they don't want it to be too like ballady, right? So it's like a cross between like entertainment, hardcore rock. Or whatever pop and then these like ballads where you mix like zach brown and like mumford and sons and
0: whoever right. all
1: together um it's usually like a tribute yeah like a the master show. jam of like yeah. the best musicians
0: yeah they do really uh, similar to how they do like the crossover performances at the cmas they do that too at the grammys and i yeah. always enjoy that But obviously, the Grammys are even more widespread. Like, there's so many. And I think now, too, the Grammys are trying to focus more on some of the small, not smaller categories, but ones that don't get as much attention. Right. Like the jazz or the world music, or, Mm -hmm. you know, they're trying to, like, put more weight on those since, I mean, they didn't used to even be on TV, which I don't know if they will be this year, but. Right.
1: I think they're trying, I mean, and again, it's a play, right? Because I think they only give out 10 awards on the TV show. That's so few. Yeah. And there's like a ton of awards that are given out before, but it's just like you don't have time. And so they do the massive- It would be like a seven-hour show. Right. They do the massive categories um, at night. Because that's Um, what people want to see anyway. Right. Totally. And obviously the biggest ones are given away at at the end.
0: Yeah. But we'll see. I'm looking forward to watching. Me too. We will recap after,
1: obviously. (laughs) So switching gears from
0: Grammys to concert etiquette. Yeah, there's a lot to (laughs) unpack when it comes to do's and don'ts of what what to do at a show.
1: Like we have to give basis for this little tidbit. Um, We went to the Lone Bellow Friday. At the Basement East. At the Basement East, which is like an awesome venue. It's pretty standard, though. There's a stage, a bar. It's like a square um, square room. And and then they knocked out a back area, so it like kind of opens up a little bit on the back end of the bar. Is that accurate?
0: Yeah. So it kind of has like a, a side stage little area, but it's all standing room. It fits like 400-ish people. Uh, Yeah, I think at 500. Which, like, this this yeah. is where this conversation is coming from. Right. 500 people <laughs> should never be in that room at one time. Well, it's it is just so overwhelming. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's just too packed.
1: And so the problem is <laughs> there's one giant bar on one side and everyone wants to get a drink. The bathrooms are on the opposite side. Right. So... And it's Nashville, so everyone knows everyone in the room. So also you're mingling, trying to like catch up on like family and life in the midst of this show or in between sets. <laughs> and th- there's just no etiquette for walking. like no. there are people crossing in front of you, like behind you. And then we had a couple people that were just like the excuse mes and just like b- like barreled on through. Like, you know what I mean? Just give me
0: a minute. But but that's the thing. Like, you have to say excuse me, but also I'm still going to shove you out of the way if you're not moving because you got to get where you need to go. And no one, I'm always the person that, like, ends up being the walkway because I'm the nice person that will move. (laughs) Like, if I see someone coming through, I'm going to step back and, like, get out of the way so you can go through. Right. The longer I stand and just, like, I'm, like, a curmudgeon, like, refusing to move it's the longer you're going to be standing next to me trying to get somewhere else. And you're going to annoy me and I'm going to be like distracted. Right. So just get out of the way and I can't stand when I'm trying. So we weaseled our way up to the front of the show, which is very anxiety inducing at a standing room show. It's you're just nightmare jam packed in with other humans. You can't move. If you have to go to the bathroom too bad, if you need another drink (laughs) too bad. Well, I decided we needed another drink. And so I like tried to make my way to the bar at like a slower, more chill song where I was like, people are kind of like they're they're, they're chilled mingling. out a little bit right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fine if I walk in front of them. People were looking at me like I murdered their dog <laughs> because I asked them to move.
1: <laughs> are okay. you serious?
0: But we also have to give some context. Like the
1: Lone Bellow crowd is very like quiet ish and into them. However, I like say that. To also say it's Nashville. So like people were full on having conversations like during the show in the back. Like you could hear them.
0: Which was so annoying because Lone Bellow, if you've never seen them, you really should. They are amazing live. Yeah, they're incredible. Um, The lead singer, Zach, commands an audience like no one I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Like ever. He like has some energy. He really does. And he just, it's so crazy. He like walks out on stage makes eye contact with people in the audience and smiles and they all like go nuts and they're all like hanging on his every word for the rest of the show. I know. And it's crazy. And
1: he's pretty witty. Like the girl that like yelled out, Zach, you're hot. And he goes, you're drunk. (laughs) And then he was like, I say that to make myself feel better.
0: Yeah. He was like, I'm not trying to insult you. He's like, I'm just trying to be honest with myself. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Yeah. But it was really funny. But yeah, no, like even like to your point, original point, getting a
0: drink like of course you're going to get a drink like what do people think yeah you know what i mean i just really feel like standing room venues need to have a walkway in between at least at some portion of right in some area of the room people don't know like get through common courtesy well because this specific room like it's jam-packed front to back left to right (laughs) the entire room was just full of like heads just a million heads
1: also i think we've mentioned this before when we were recapping some shows, if you are tall and, oh have my God. L- <laughs> and have the luxury of seeing the stage like perfectly above everyone else's head, one, don't wear a hat. Two, True. stand off to the side. Yeah, you don't
0: have to stand in the back. Just stand off to the side. <laughs> right. Let a short person behind you just, just move right on in front, you know? Totally. Like, And don't wear a fedora. <laughs> like that has a brim especially a
1: wide brim fedora
0: <laughs> like what are you doing we
1: can't see over
0: that or through it right like we know you need to live your <laughs> hipster dreams but just go hatless for the night <laughs> right totally do us all a favor put it back on when you get in the lift on the way totally home. totally get out of here like my view i'm five five my view at every single show is the back of some dude's head <laughs> <laughs> it is and you know i've seen a lot of shows that way and i'm just used to it at this point but like as a message from the short girls. Right. Just get please, out of the way. Yeah. Please Lovingly. Get out of the part. way. <laughs> Thank you. Next. Thank you. Next. <laughs> okay. So we are going to recap our favorite things of 2018. Our songs, albums, and live shows that we loved. We're doing twenty eighteen. Okay. So a lot of the best of 2018 lists have come out. And I just pretty much disagree with most of them. Ooh. So I'm really excited to hear what your favorite things of the year were. So I think we should start out with the best song of 2018, in your personal opinion. Wow. I mean,
1: that's a hard one. And I know we talked about it. And like, I should just be able to pick it. Honestly, and it, I don't know if it's my favorite album, but. And the song has been around for a while, but it was commercially released this year. Um, for I like, do, can I pick two? Oh my God, spit it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, for the record, which oh. was recorded <gasps> by Rustin. and And lucy
0: Silva, and and they usually sing it together as a duet and it literally makes me sob i love it both of their versions are on my playlist of like best of songs oh yeah yeah. and
1: they've been playing that song for a while they have and we've heard it live i know i like i cry still
0: so good and that's like that's what's a mark of a really good song to me is if i've listened to it a hundred times and i still want to i'm not oh yeah no totally
1: so okay that's one of them but
0: whose version do you like better I think I like Rustin's. I think I do too. It's got the Casey background yeah, vocal on it's it. It's just like, it's just so good. You can hear the love and the heartbreak and the pain, all I of the know. things. I mean,
1: I relive it every time they sing it. It's
0: an incredible song. No, it's
1: That's a amazing. great choice. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um. And then my second one is, uh, Caitlin Smith, Don't Give Up On My Love. Oh, that's
0: <laughs> a good one. These are like, I know. These are kind of, a, not obscure to us, but like, to the general population. I mean,
1: I'm a deep person that has I emotions.
0: That. I really um, like that a lot.
1: Okay. So those are my two. Yeah. What What about you? Okay. Well, if
0: you did two, I feel like I have to do two. Well, I mean, you don't have to do two if you like, if there's one. I mean, one. I have like a hundred. So I made, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made a playlist of like all of the best songs that came out in 2018 that I really loved. Mm-hmm. And I was just adding and adding and adding and going through it. And I was like, I'll just narrow it down to like really come to a conclusion of what my top songs were. Right. And the playlist is 177 songs long. Whoa. All right. I listened to, to a lot of music that came out this year and it's overwhelming. But I feel like you're going to judge my choice. Oh, I sure am. <laughs> I like, I can't even like wait for it. Okay. My top song. Oh, well. Okay, Space Cowboy Casey Musgraves. Okay, that's a great one. It's an incredibly I, written gonna, song. Yeah, I'm not going to judge you that's for not that one. That's not the one I that's... think you're going to judge. Okay, it's my next one, which is My 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 by Troy Sivan. Yeah, uh, Justine quits the music buzz. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> last episode. Bye. I mean, it's a, it's amazing, and it's like a. Song Why do that, you love it though? Like, I mean, I think it's catchy, but it, it like is. your favorite song. Yeah, I think it was a bop. Like it was my top, you know how Spotify gives you your like 2018 mm-hmm. rap. It was my top listen to song because I could not stop listening to it. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: But, but it, and it's not like lyrically deep. It's just like,
0: yeah, you're like, it's uh, the melody. It's like everything. the way it makes me feel. I feel like carefree and I just feel like it's such a great song.
1: So do you feel that way about the album?
0: I love the album. But the album, for example, is not on my top lists of albums from this year. I love it. And I love listening to it. Uh, it's one of those albums that I actually love every song that's on it, yeah. which is kind of rare to find. I just love him.
1: I know you do. He's like your fave. Did you like that collab with uh, Ariana Grande? Oh, Dance to
0: This? Yeah. That's another one of my like top played. <laughs> I love it. I'm learning so he, much. Well, you know that like my genre is mellow pop. He is the quintessential which is why you like him and casey totally
1: yeah yeah i feel like at the
0: end of the day they have the same kind of vibe so all
1: right like i'm just unpeeling the layers of this onion here that is best song so did you was was space cowboy your like favorite song then on the record is that a dumb question because that's your favorite song of the year well well
0: maybe we should just move into this next uh, category because my favorite album of the year was golden hour by casey musgraves wow
1: and like, so y- you know she's so i've been reading a lot of top lists sorry i'm interrupting no. you that album is always at the top it's like the top of every list this year which is also why i think she's gonna sweep at the grammys i know i really hope
0: so but like that's another record that every single song on it I love, and so Space Cowboy I think is just one of the best written mm. ones on it. Th- that's uh, Shane, mm-hmm. Shane and McAnally, and yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think so. And Luke Laird um, co-wrote that with Casey. I just think it's the best written. Like I love the production of it. Like Casey's vocal on it is amazing. The concept is amazing. So that's why I chose that for like best song, but it's hard to even say that if that's my favorite on the whole album. Cause like it depends on the day. Yeah, no, that's I true. Go, I've gone through f- so many phases with this album where like different songs have spoken to me at different times. Like, right. And that's how you know it's a good album. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I was like missing my mom a couple weeks ago and I listened to mother and I was just sobbing. <laughs> just sobbing it's like a minute and 30 seconds long and i was just like this is so beautiful i know she wrote this on like an acid trip but like it's beautiful <laughs> right it really is so she, good and there's a lot of, she just has a, she's a very good conceptual writer right like velvet elvis who comes up with that idea to write a song about that i don't know um and wonder woman like
1: i know i like wonder woman do you know what song i recently got into off of that album what happy and sad
0: so good it is
1: so good and it's such a simple concept but like when she sings about it like how can i be happy and sad at the same time and i'm like yeah i think about that too yeah it's something <laughs> and
0: that's like that's when you know someone is just a badass songwriter it's like that's something that so many people think about and they right. try to explain and they can't yeah and then she just writes a song about it, and you're like oh that's exactly right. that's how i it. feel like, like you hit it. the nail on the head right yeah It it's just such a good album and i really love it so much What was your favorite album of this year, or of 2018? Okay, I didn't, I'm going to go with,
1: I know this is crazy, but I think her voice is one of my freaking favorites, is Caitlin Smith. Yeah. And I, we chatted about this before, I thought the album came out last year. Because it came out in
0: January. It came out in January. Which is an interesting play to release an album in January,
1: I feel. And I'm just going to say this, and I know this is, like, a far-fetched comparison, but, like, I think Caitlin Smith's vocals are on par with Adele's. Oh. Like, yeah, homegirl could walk into, like, Bridgestone Arena and probably belt it on out.
0: Like, no big deal. And we've spoken about her on the podcast before, just how, Mm -hmm. like she'll be playing in a venue and s- you'll see someone who like, has never heard her before just like stop in their tracks and be like what
1: yeah what is what that? am i experiencing mm-hmm. right
0: now it's mm-hmm. wild her voice is so so good and she's an amazing songwriter too like do you think about me is one of my favorite songs she's a song on the album called cheap date which i love no that's a good one i also like this town oh yeah it's this killing, town is me. killing me yeah yeah that was co-written by um one of my favorite songwriters gordy sampson yeah shout out to gordy Shout out to Gordy. It's an amazing song about, like, how it's tough being a songwriter in Nashville, which is, like, that's such a unique, like, specific yeah. thing to write about. But, no, like, totally. it also applies to a lot of different things. Like, you as a non-musician can listen to it and be like, I get it. Like,
1: yeah, yeah you like, feel it this in your soul. is
0: killing me. <laughs>
1: shout out. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, wait. But that's, like, one of them. But can I do, like, a like special shout out to an album that just came out? <sighs> yes. I mean, I really like the new Mumford album
0: a lot. Good. I really
1: like it too. But it's not your top.
0: No. um, I just haven't had enough time with it because it did come out so recently. I need to like give it a lot You need to, to really dive in. Yeah. And it's one of those, it's not, it's not, they're not songs you listen to and immediately you're like, oh, I have to listen to this five times in a row. Because it's not like catchy songs necessarily. Yeah. They're just super good and like beautiful to right, listen right, right. to. And circling back to peeling back the onion, like you have to peel back the layers of their songs. Cause there's so much to them. Um, we have to see them. Yeah, no, like, that'll happen. Like must. I've never seen them. Have you? No, I haven't.
1: I we wanted have to, to go. go to, remember when they did gentlemen of the road?
0: Yeah. I really
1: wanted to go to one of those and, um, I just didn't make it, but I like,
0: I'm determined to
1: see them on this run. It'll happen. Yeah.
0: Um, well, another record that I super loved this year is Dan and Shay's. Oh, that was a good one. It really it is was such a, a good really one. good one. Which Tequila by Dan and Shay is one of my top songs of oh, 2018 as well. Yeah. Um, I think it was one of my top ones too. And a simple concept. It's yeah. Super simple. Honestly, it's so simple that I thought it was so cheesy. Like the first one or two times I listened to it and I was like, you know what? It's really catchy, but I don't know if I can get on board with this. And then like 300 days later, I'm just like, when I like (laughs) everywhere, you're out (laughs) drinking tequila and then everyone's like, when I drink, you know, getting
1: into it. It's a bop. No, it totally As is a bop. Children's also, day. I think the album's a bop. Like it is. I have one of their songs Alone Together on my running oh. playlist cuz I'm like, boom, it starts with that drum and I'm like, yeah.
0: yeah, like I'm pumped, like let's go run. Stupid Love is one of my favorites. It's a great album. They're amazing. Also, I would like to say
1: I'm just taking like credit f- for them even though I have nothing to do with them. Like when their first uh record came out, I was like, this band's going to be huge. These guys are going to be huge. No one believed me. And then now look at them. It's the same way. I knew Justin Timberlake from NSYNC was going to be huge. Same instinct
0: there. (laughs) (laughs) No, Dan and Shay is amazing. And like, we also just talked about Shay's vocals after the CMA award discussion. They're just really great. And they're just really good live too. So I would love to see them perform at the Grammys. Actually. I think that that would be a very fitting fitting thing oh my gosh you know what other song should be like the song of the year what the middle by zed and marin well it's nominated yeah like that was a huge song this year so did you see the new york times
1: like behind the song for that one
0: yes about how like seven different girls were supposed yeah, to cut totally yeah. and
1: maybe you sent it to me i don't know if you did Someone i don't know i sent definitely it to read it though yeah and they were like zed like went all over and literally couldn't find the right vocal for right. it and then heard marion flew to nashville to like get her vocal like and they met at a studio got it and that was it because they wanted it to sound like Kind of how the original songwriter, it was a female, had like done the demo with like oh. something she did with her vocal, and they were like, "We want it to sound like that." And Maren's an incredible vocalist, so I'm sure she could do anything. Yeah, she probably was like, "Oh, no big deal. Like I'll pop in there two minutes." <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm I'm crossing my fingers that MM Two, which is Maren Morris's secu- second record, I is think, it think it's called MM Two. No, but that's just what oh. that's what they're calling it like, because they haven't released. oh got it so whenever she like release or like talks about a new song or plays a new song at a show or tweets about like how she's recording she's she calls it mm2
1: oh
0: i it will be my favorite record of 2018 or 2019 it'll
1: be good and i feel like she's probably gonna do some funky things on it because she's not afraid i mean she did the song with zed she wasn't afraid to like step in pop world I know,
0: which is so bold because I feel like there are so many country artists who won't do that.
1: I know, but like it's like the new round of artists with Casey and Marin. They're not afraid. They don't, don't care. Love. Yeah, and yeah.
0: it's just such a different like climate and music in general no, now. Totally. Where it's okay to just try something new, try something
1: weird. Yeah. Um. So, okay, the that, that was like your favorite two albums, right? It's just so hard to choose One or two. There were just so many good ones. There were a ton of good ones. I mean, I'm trying to think about, too, in pop world, right? Because, like, obviously I love my
0: deep cuts. (laughs) Well, see, that's why we should go into what you think the most underrated album of 2018 was. Because I have one that I'm pretty sure no one has ever listened to except for me. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so good and i try to tell everyone i know to listen to it it's jess glenn who you know from like being sort of a two-hit wonder so far with um a song called hold my hand and what is her other big one it is i don't know that i know i forget what her other big one was but she's amazing she's like a pop She's a pop artist with a super interesting voice, and she released a record um, called "All In Between," always in between, and it is full of like banger after banger. They're all super catchy songs, super great in the gym, like to blast in the car. They're all super feel good, but also have some good messages to it. Her vocals are amazing. I want everyone to listen to her. Like that's your homework is to go listen to. Jess Glenn's always in between record start to finish. Thank you so much.
1: Okay. Well, I'll do it. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm just, I feel like out of the know. I don't know. She's now I know.
0: Now, you know, what do you think was the most underrated album of 2018 or just like an album that you really loved that maybe a lot of other people haven't listened to.
1: Okay. Matt
0: Kearney's. Oh my gosh. I loved his too. Yeah. No, crazy talk. Oh, it's so good.
1: I had to look up while you were talking that it came out this year. I like that all of the albums are starting to blend together. So I can't keep my year straight. Yeah. But Mesmerized or Memorized. Sorry. Memorized. memorized. Oh, it is so good. I think you were the one that told me about it. And I was like, Matt Kearney, I haven't heard about
0: him in a minute. And then I was like, whoa. I love this song. I love this album. It's very poppy, which is awesome. Literally, the song "Memorized" references Sade. Yeah. Like, how do you even reference Sade in a pop song? I don't even know, but he does it. Right. And it's so great. And it's
1: really, really good. And I thought that that was an underrated album. I have like a couple. Like, I thought... Hit us with them. Uh, I really loved Sean Mendes' album. I really did, too. And I don't know... I know he had, like, the big singles off of it, but I don't know that, like, everyone's heard... Like My favorite songs have not been the ones that they've released as yeah, singles. me too. You know what I mean? Me too. Like, I love Queen.
0: Queen is amazing. I
1: think it's a bop. I
0: love Particular Taste. Yeah. So No, good. it is it's so, so printed Yeah.
1: Um. So I think those are, like, my two big ones where I'm like people come on
0: people people yeah no that was a super good record too which feels like that came out forever ago too but so when that album came out it was compared a lot to charlie poof's album which also came out this year all the voice out there (laughs) shout out andrew mcpherson (laughs) um Mm. voice notes charlie poof's record was amazing too there are like two or three what i would call duds on it and the rest of it bangers See, I
1: just, I don't think I'm his demographic. You are exactly (laughs) his
0: demographic.
1: (laughs) I liked a couple. I wouldn't say it's like my most underrated album, though,
0: of 2018.
1: I don't know about that.
0: so good. Mm Mm-hmm. Andrew McPherson will agree with me.
1: Sure. Sure, he will. Um, Actually, he really will.
0: Another one that I really loved that a lot of people probably haven't listened to is... um, ben rector magic Mm -hmm. so many good songs he is another person who i feel like he writes kind of like casey musgraves and that he has very interesting unique concepts yeah that are kind of like kitschy and cool um so i really like his records and you saw him right i did i went to atlanta and uh saw him play at the coca-cola roxy there and he puts on such a good show He's so great live and he's very engaging and had a lot of cool like videos and stuff. Like he has a song off of the album Magic called Kids. And yeah. the, the tagline is like, we were kids back then. And so this big video was playing behind him with all these clips from like shows and movies that we watched when we were kids. Like oh, that's E.T. Cool. and Mary Poppins that's awesome. and Lion King and that's all this so stuff. Cool. And it was really cool. And it all like kind of went with each lyric of the song, yeah. which was awesome. I love him. He is... <laughs> The man. Okay, so what was your favorite live show of this year? Or of 2018? I keep saying this year. I know, I know. We're going to be like writing 2018 on papers for... Oh, for sure. It takes me like
1: three months to get acclimated to the year. Um, I'm going to have to go with Jimmy World at the Ryman. That was one of my favorites, And I know we talked about it on a previous episode, but literally the energy from that show made me feel like the shows I went to like growing up in high school, it was like the same energy levels. Like when I left, I was like pumped and ready to like, just go take on the world. And I feel like that. And I was actually, this is like more philosophical. I was thinking about this today because I knew we were going to record. Right. And live shows, all of that. But do you think like you become immune to live shows, the more you go? So like, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I obviously go to a ton of shows and I really, really enjoy it, but I don't know that I have the same amount. Like it takes a lot more for me to like really get into it. Like it has to be like, you don't always feel the magic
0: anymore. Right. And, like, and that's it has to be a really good show for you to, like, feel the magic.
1: Totally. And I don't know if it's because it's Nashville. Like, everyone's pretty music-centric here. So you have the luxury of seeing all these shows. So it's like, meh. If it's not spectacular and, like, you're not bringing your A-game, I'm not bringing my A-game to pay attention.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, and you just kind of, like, you kind of... It takes more to impress you, right? Like, if you go to especially a lot of the shows that we see here, of like all these local artists that we go see are so good, yeah, that it's like, like we've seen a hundred great shows. So, right. for one to stand out, it has to be amazing, it can't just be, be great, right? The bar
1: <laughs> is like set very, very high, yeah,
0: totally. And that show, I think Jimmy World in particular was so fun because, like, you were saying, like the crowd was so into it and that really makes a difference and you don't realize how much it makes a difference until you go to a show like that where like every person is just so into it. They're all paying attention. Like everyone's really in tune with what's going on. And that was what was happening. Like literally during, what is that song called? Um, the one that's like may angels lead you in. Mm, It's a slower song of theirs. And the people on the floor of the Ryman three entire rows from the left side to the right side of the venue linked arms. And they were like swaying together. It was like, which was so funny. Yeah. It was just awesome. And it's also worth noting Nashville is a tough
1: crowd because everyone knows everyone. So there's a level of like networking and catching up that happens at shows in addition to fans being there, and it's yeah. granted, it's usually industry people that are talking, but I still think it's tough because everyone sees shows all the time, so they're catching up and doing whatever. Right. And at Jimmy World, everyone was paying attention to the band. They were, yeah, which is just rare.
0: Yeah, so and awesome. it wasn't crazy production or anything like that. No, it was pretty That's simple. Why I was like, wow, this is an amazing show. And it was crazy, too, because I had actually seen Jimmy Eat World once before, like several years ago, which I think we might have talked about on the podcast before, but I didn't have that great of an experience. It was just fine. And it was kind of weird because the lead singer, they played like five songs and then the lead singer was like, oh, yeah, we're Jimmy Eat World and then didn't talk for the rest of the show. Yeah, He's was, not like a person that's going to chit chat in between songs on stage. He's just no, not. Yeah. Which is fine. But like this show, I felt he was way more engaging than than that last show I'd seen. Totally. Also, <laughs> I have a second one. Hit me. Okay, this was
1: like kind of a surprise. I guess I just had no expectations. But at Bonnaroo, Anderson Pack oh, man. was so good. He was so good. I had not seen him live before. And he was like playing drums and singing and like and sweating around. Yeah, I was like, whoa, this is yeah. insane. I really I, loved that set, yeah, too. Yeah, me, too. It was just like, wow, this is awesome.
0: Yeah, I really liked that. And also, his song, Tense, mm-hmm. which is which he also uh, recently played when he was on SNL, um, is such a great song. It's on my list of, of favorite songs that came out in 2018. Yeah, he's amazing. All right, so hit me with
1: your top show or top two.
0: Yeah, it's so tough because, I mean... Even though we saw less shows this in 2018 than we did in 2017, we still saw a lot of shows. Yeah. Um. One of my favorites was Maroon 5, which I feel like surprised both of us right. that it was no. our favorite. <laughs> it totally did.
1: And like, I think we chatted about it too. It was like, oh, now I understand like why they're a great Super Bowl pick. Like, like totally. I forgot how
0: many hits they had. They have so many hits. Like they only played hits for yeah. the entire set and it was a long set. Yeah, they were bouncing around. Yeah, and you just forget how many songs that you know of theirs. And they it, it was just high energy. They did have a lot of production because it was at Bridgestone. Like, right. And we were in the Noseblades. And it still was a great felt, time. We had so much fun. No, totally. Um, so that was one of my favorites. One of my other favorites is kind of random. But I went to see David Ryan Harris, um, who is John Mayer's guitarist, play. You told me about this. I think I was supposed to.
1: Uh, something happened yeah i think
0: i ended up going like last minute Um, Yeah, so i went to the show solo and he played at the basement which is a teeny tiny room right and he's just super good so he is john mayer's guitarist like he'll tour with him and stuff but he um like writes and like has his own music out and it's very soulful like smooth really good catchy songs And he just has such a like niche audience that like everyone that was there, it was similar to how, when we saw dashboard confessional at the basement, how everyone was just shouting out songs and he was just Just playing like like, these deep cuts that like maybe three people knew, but it was so cool. Right. That's what David Ryan Harris was doing. And he also like at the end of the show was like leading everyone and singing. He's like, all the girls are going to sing this part and all the guys are going to sing this part. And everyone in there was so into it. Everyone was like singing at the top of their lungs. He's just super good. And like, slays on the guitar yeah like if you're john mayer's guitarist you have to be like on john mayer's level which he is or higher right (laughs) yeah
1: because yeah you're playing his songs (laughs) yeah oh my gosh wow that's awesome
0: but that was a really fun one
1: um i have like a runner up i think third runner up
0: okay what is it uh tank in the bangos yes Uh,
1: i thought that that show was awesome it was even though it was hot and i wasn't (laughs) feeling hot like i don't think a lot of people were there were a lot of people that were like off to the side we weren't feeling too good at that show for some reason it was weird i think it was just like an overcrowded venue but yeah anyway she was bouncing around it was at the basement east on that stage and literally everyone was living their best life yeah it was it was really fun
0: She's just so kooky and like they mm-hmm. were really good.
1: They actually, were amazing. I
0: ended up really liking their opener too, which was sweet crude. Yeah. They're a band. I'm, I'm pretty sure from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like, it was a guy and girl leading the band and they dressed alike in these like crazy outfits and were da- like doing synchronized dance movements. And I was like, who are these people? I'm kind of obsessed. And they're awesome. And we almost didn't go for the opener. I, and I know. was like, I'm so glad we did. Yeah, no, they were awesome. Yeah. They were really good. Um, also, we saw Caitlin Smith this year. Yeah. Who obviously. we love. That was amazing. That was amazing. Um. Also, Anderson East's show at 3rd and Lindsley. Yeah, I didn't go to that. Was amazing. I know you didn't go and I know you're sad about <laughs> it, but you know what? 2019 is the year. <laughs> is the year. Yeah.
1: No, totally. But it, I know it was a good show. I think he sold out. He played three nights, right? And sold them all out. Or that two. That sounds about right. He played two to three nights and I know everyone was like trying to get into the show.
0: No, but like honestly, one of my other favorites, which you gave me side eye for when we were talking about this the other night dashboard confessional at the Ryman.
1: No, it was
0: good. It was good. It was good. But I think I loved it the most because speaking of amazing openers, my boo Noah Gunderson opened (laughs) for the show (laughs) and was just flawless. And at the very beginning of his set, the um sound wasn't working so he just like went unplugged yeah we talked
1: i think we talked about that <sighs> and he did, made yeah. like the awkward he made like a dad joke or no he told like a dirty joke he right did. it was it was a good dirty joke yeah it was funny and like everyone
0: laughed because it was quite like everyone was being respectful too right yeah
1: um which was a
0: whole other level he was amazing i really love him did his record come out this year no he put out his last record i'm pretty sure came out last year um okay. but he is in his side project is the band glorietta got it um and they did put out music this year which i did enjoy it didn't make my top lists but i, I did enjoy it
1: okay wait i have another good show <laughs> for 2018 hit me phoebe bridges yes bridgers was, bridgers oh my gosh I like don't even know music. What am I talking about? <laughs> it's a tough last name. It's you want to say tough. Bridges. Uh, Yeah, she was awesome me,
0: on Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. Like that's all I wanted to do on Valentine's <laughs> Day is sing sad songs. Sing sad songs with, with everyone else in Nashville. And she had black balloons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, now that you say that, that brings me back to one of my favorite songs of 2018 is Bite the Hand, which is part of her side project with – um lucy dacus and julian baker yeah the super boy genius yeah Yeah. um an amazing song like bite the hand is so good they all have just amazing voices that just blend perfectly (sighs) together i'm obsessed with them so we're a music podcast like we also just talk about pop culture in general so i feel like we should talk about our best tv shows of this year of 2018 like, oh my god i'm gonna i gotta stop saying this year
1: Um. Uh, and yeah like tv's really been killing it lately i love a tv show i love tv content
0: <laughs> content as they say so one of my favorite shows that i saw this year was sharp objects did you watch that i didn't watch it oh I My know, gosh, just know.
1: I think you've told me to watch it and a couple of other people, and it's like, if I don't watch it now, I'm gonna get murdered. No, you have to.
0: It I tried to start watching the first episode. It came on HBO. I tried to start watching the first episode and I was kind of bored, so I just stopped. And Dolly actually mm-hmm. told me, like, oh, you have to finish It's So Wild. I binged, there's only like six episodes or something like that. It's like a mini-series. I binged the whole thing in like a day. And it's it's insane. that good. Okay? It's so good. Okay, I need to
1: watch. Uh, that's yeah. the other person that told me to watch it then. Yeah. It was definitely Dolly. <laughs> definitely
0: yeah. Dolly. That was a great show. Um, What about you? Did you see any okay. good shows this year?
1: Um, So, I had heard a lot about Ozark. Yes,
0: that was the other one I was going to say.
1: And I was like, okay, okay. And like, I, I'm weird about shows. I like get real bored real quickly because I think the plot just like repeats itself. Yeah. But ozark was really good so i i think the first season had already come out but the second season released this year and i binged on it and really it was captivating and jason interesting. bateman is amazing yeah he was incredible um it was just yeah it was an interesting show um and i'm like looking it's forward so to the so dark next season. and like
0: even my sister was just telling me that she's been binging it and she doesn't deal with like dark stuff but she was just like I just feel like it's relatable. Like, I would never find myself in that situation. But if I did, I would understand everything that they were doing. Right. No, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, like, such a weird... It's like Breaking Bad, but, like, you can... And this is what my sister said. She was like, I would never end up in the Breaking Bad situation. I could end up in the Ozark situation. Because it's, like, a business decision that was on someone else that forced them to get in the position that they're in in the show.
1: So your Mm -hmm. sister... Does deals with the mafia, is <laughs> no, what you're trying to like, say.
0: You just blew her cover. Yeah, sorry, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Yeah, that was, I think, my number one. I had a second one that I don't know how I feel, but I do you have a second one?
0: Or Ozark? Well, I was going to say second? Ozark, yeah. So, uh, have you seen Homecoming? Oh, yeah, I really liked Homecoming. Yeah, it was like, it was weird. Very, it made me feel like bummed after I watched it. Yeah totally but the camera work in that show is unbelievable and Julia Roberts is amazing she can do
1: no wrong obviously. no it, and it's really trippy to see um I'm forgetting the actor's name who was in my best friend's wedding and oh, it's Dermot Mulroney yeah and he they're such
0: a hottie I he's love such it.
1: a hottie and they're both in the episode one of the episodes together so you're like yep. whoa like flashback throwback yeah it was, great it was crazy
0: show. Yeah, the camera work was super, super good. Yeah,
1: I liked it. It was like a
0: little offbeat. I don't know. Yeah. I, of course, just watched all the Bravo shows this year, as I always do. Naturally. Thank you, Vanderpump, for coming back. I'm so thankful. Vanderpump is the best television. (laughs) I mean,
1: like if, if, seriously, if
0: you're having a bad day, just throw on
1: an episode of Vanderpump and you'll ha- immediately feel better because your life won't be that bad. You'll be like, my life is so
0: in order and <laughs> yeah. I'm doing great. I'm doing thriving. Great. Yeah, totally. Um, I, this year, decided to watch the entire series of Real Housewives of Atlanta, like from season one. Oof, I'm that's a almost current now. And it is a wild show. It's it's wild. Like those ladies get in the most insane fights and they have the most creative insults. Yeah. It's inspirational, honestly. I mean, you know. It's just it such has to a be. funny show. And like... All the reunions, which I think is like the best part of Bravo shows, is the reunion shows where Andy just calls them out on all of right, their I feel like stuff. it
1: also showcases Andy's genius in his way that he's able to gracefully like maneuver the situation that's happening in front of him where it's usually on the reunions like someone on one couch wants to leap across the other couch like Maury style and like start punching.
0: Well, there's a whole a whole process of figuring out who sits where oh, so, on on all of the reunions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like whoever's sitting next to Andy is like his favorite. He always puts like the most popular people on the show next to him and then the couches are divided by like friend groups. Oh. Like who's buddy-buddy with who versus the like
1: people that they've been arguing Why, so with. So Andy just wants to be surrounded by friends when he's dealing with difficult things.
0: Totally. Well, and and he has to make the most popular women on the season feel important and special, so that they continue being on the show. Because like usually, those are the ladies that keep the show running. Right? You know what I mean? Totally. So it's like strategic. It's business st- totally like, strategy for him too. Yeah, and like the questions that he reads from emailers or callers, he writes those a hundred percent. He'll just be like. John from Florida wants to know why you were such an asshole this whole entire season. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Andy, there's no John from Florida. He wanted to deflect so
1: they wouldn't get angry at him. So he's just mailing it in as John from Florida. Right.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. I I don't think I knew that. He's a genius, though. Like everything that he puts on Bravo is gold. Yeah. Ugh. except for Below Deck, which I don't understand how is your favorite. Get out.
1: Like, we're done. You this get is the out. last music buzz, everyone. It <sighs> She's is so, so good.
0: Captain Lee goals. It was just so boring. I tried to watch it. No, I tried to watch it for you. Every charter okay? is different. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> the concept's the same. You clean the boat, you serve the people, you make sure they're safe. But every charter is different. Every charter is different.
0: Here's the thing. This is why I feel like it's, it doesn't work the same way Vanderpump works. Like Vanderpump, they leave their jobs. And then like the most important part or the most interesting part of the show is like what happens outside of work. Below deck, it's like definitely the drama of the people who work there, but it's like work drama only. They don't like
1: No, uh uh-uh. uh they off have the, the days they do. They have the days where they're not on charter, and that's when all the juice happens. Like all <laughs> of the bad stuff, and then they have to be on charter together for three days straight. And it's just awkward. Fr- yeah, totally. So Maybe, like <laughs> yeah. that one night out that they're off sets you up for the three days of charter. <laughs> I've already decided who I want to like <laughs> charter a boat with. Okay, Captain Lee. Like- Okay, you love, you're like a big fan. No, I'm a huge fan. (laughs) I just don't know why you think it's boring. I think it's the most interesting thing out
0: there. I think I'm just hard to entertain these days. Apparently. Once you have Real Housewives of Atlanta level drama, you're like, everything is a snooze (laughs) fest. That's fair. (laughs) That's true. It really has me wanting to just like start fights with people on the street. You know what I mean? It really just has me like... Worked up? Yeah. Damn. Well, I just like see them all fighting each other and I'm like... I feel like I'm just being influenced. <laughs> okay, what about movies? Did you see any amazing movies this year or in mm.
1: 2018? Actually, okay, and it's just because it's like on my mind. I saw Free Solo where Never heard of it. It's a documentary. Okay. This guy uh climbs the front of El Capitan in Yosemite. Without a rope, by himself. No, I hate so, that. If he missteps, he dies. And the, like this, the whole movie is about like him prepping for it, and the camera cameramen are all on ropes and stuff. But like they could be filming a guy that dies, and he did That's it in scary. four hours. Four hours climbed up this thing. Yeah, you got to see this oh movie. Gosh. It's crazy. It is completely crazy. I loved it. That sounds good. We're.
0: Where did you watch it?
1: Um, it was at Belcourt. So oh, okay. it's like being released, I think, in London and overseas right now. Um, and they're like on the director and the guy, the rock climber, are on like a press tour.
0: So like eventually but, it'll be on Amazon Prime or like Netflix uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, eventually. Totally. That sounds good. I would watch that. It
1: was, it was really good. It was like very adrenaline focused. It was scary.
0: Yeah. Movies like that. Definitely at least keep your interest. But I hate when I'm just like so stressed watching a movie. Because yeah. get, you get so into it. That like oh, no, your totally. heart is actually racing. And you're like, no. I'm sitting in a chair. I'm fine. Right. <laughs> but, but you're invested. get so invested. Yeah. Um. Well, I obviously loved Stars Born. Which I don't feel like we need to go over again. But it was an amazing movie. But another one I saw that wasn't as popular was Leave No Trace. Mm. Which was a big mm. winner at like... The film festivals um but it's about this guy who after he was like in the military and when he left the military he had a daughter and i guess his wife passed away and he and his daughter just like lived off the grid like in the wilderness they would just camp and so his daughter grew up literally never living in a traditional home and so they would just stay in places long. Cause you can't technically live on public land. Yeah. And so they would stay until people started to like get a trace that they were there and then they would go somewhere else and move mm. to a different spot. So basically the premise of the movie is they get busted and like they have to live in a real home for the first time. And it's like, it sounds like it would be boring, but it's really not. It's so good. It's so emotional. It's just like a really good story. And it makes you be like, oh, I kind of want to live off the grid too. <laughs> you know, it was a good movie though. Highly recommend. Also, I re- did you see Love, Simon? No. I loved Love, Simon.
1: I know. I'm like so behind, I feel like, on my movies that oh.
0: I need to catch up. Also, did you see Crazy Rich Asians? No. Oh, it's on Amazon. Now <laughs> you can rent it for $6. I almost did earlier today to watch it again. It's a great it's movie. Good. It It broke like all of these box office records. Well, so it came out right after... Um, The movie Searching was in theaters. And after um, the movie To All the Boys I've Loved Before came out on Netflix. And all three of those movies feature um, like American Asian actors. And so Mm -hmm. it was like a really big thing that it was like there are lead parts and like stories created specifically for Asian American characters, which like you don't see that much. They're always like the friend. They're always like the side, secondary character. So it was like a lot of movies that like, Feature that which was cool, so the, uh, that was talked about a lot. But Crazy Rich Asians is so funny. I need to watch it. um Aquafina, who's the female comedian? She's hilarious. She's in it. Her character is amazing in it. Um, but it just makes you sad about how poor you are. Well, there's that. Yeah, like it. The whole movie is just like this. All these extravagant things that they're doing, and you're just like, "What's my life? Not I'm that. a lehoozer." <laughs> So you're saying it leaves a good taste in your mouth? I mean, it just makes you strive for greatness. You know? I'm trying to. Same. Until
1: I watch Free Solo and I'm like, I'll never be able to
0: do that. (laughs) It's fine. You got you can't win them all. (laughs) Right. Totally. But you know what? In twenty nineteen, we're just we're trying to win some. Right. We're not trying to win them all. Just some. A little bit. Just Just a couple. A little piece. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to win a little. Win a little. In twenty nineteen.
1: All right. We're gonna jump into our lightning round. And I think we just have one question a piece, right?
0: Yeah. So hit me. What do you got?
1: All right. Tell me your most underwhelming or least favorite album of 2018.
0: I feel like I'm gonna be crucified for this. Drake Scorpion, which I don't Get even out. know if you can uh-uh. call. I don't even no. know if you can call it an album. Oh, no, come on! It's a come mixtape. On. And come on! Come on! Sorry. Underwhelmed. You're done. You're done. It was
1: oh my gosh! I'm adding that to one of my favorite shows this year. I forgot. I'm oh, throwing
0: well, that in there. The show I'm sure was great. Album underwhelming. No, the album was great. There was just oh, a do lot you bump th- it all the time? I do. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> what was your most underwhelming album of the year? I have a few. Wow, my hey, hater, hater.
1: Okay, so one of them, and this pains me, but it's also in keeping with our theme of mentioning her on every single uh, podcast episode, Christina Aguilera. Yeah. I didn't love it. I actually it. liked
0: it. <laughs> because you mentioned So you can her. go home and listen to Drake and I'll go home and listen to Christina. I didn't love it. And
1: I was like, my expectations were through the roof. And that might've been. why. Mine.
0: Were That's your first problem. Why were they through the roof? Because of Jeannie in a bottle. <laughs> like,
1: i'm still clinging on yeah to but that. the past
0: two records of hers have been like yeah, yeah. it's
1: not that good
0: but <laughs> i'm still holding out hope um she had some bangers on this album i personally loved it mm, i didn't love it, it but there were some that i loved okay and then do you want to hear my second runner-up yeah
1: it pains me because i love this band the same way i love christina aguilera
0: but the 1975 you are insane <laughs> I just
1: don't think this album was as good as the other one.
0: That's how I feel about Drake, and I feel like <laughs> I love so far this album by 1975. It also hasn't been out that long, so I still need to spend some more time with it too. But I really I like, like, like the two, vibe.
1: I like two songs on it. Well, I like one majorly. Like sincerity is scary. Obviously. Yeah, like, it's a good one. Um, but no, I was expecting it to be like their past two albums,
0: and yeah, but that would be boring. It would all just start to sound the same. No, it wouldn't. Okay, I really like it and you're nuts. Let's move on to the next question, which is <sighs> what was your least favorite show 2018? Wow. Um, all right.
1: And I feel like I like this person, but I, and I'm gonna be crucified for saying this, but I didn't really love Sam Smith's show. I you're thought dead to me. No. Vocally, I thought he was great. I just thought it was a little bit of a snooze fest.
0: It wasn't the most exciting show we went to, that's right. for sure um but
1: he sounded great yeah so there's that but uh yeah i think that that was mine
0: what was yours so i had two one i don't know if you can count as um hater a technical show well you were just like i have several albums (laughs) i i can keep going (laughs) no but my my least favorite set was Eminem at Bonnaroo. Oh, that was a good one. And it was such a bummer because we were looking forward to it so much. No, that was a good one. Yeah, he was... It was awful.
1: it, It was not a good night for him.
0: It was awful, and he had... It was, like, shortly... I mean, there had been a lot of, like, shootings, and then he had this stupid gun sound at the beginning of his set for literally no reason and everyone was like freaked out by it yeah people started ducking but he also got a lot of flack for that as he should yeah after he got a ton of flack for that
1: and then he like was playing the festival circuit so i think bonnaroo kicked it off for him they put up a warning during his other sets that was like if you are disturbed by like strobe lights and uh, samples of like gun samples that are part of the original mix of the song, then you should not be here.
0: I might have not been so annoyed had they done that for that set, because I was mostly just annoyed that you didn't even warn anyone. And with how, especially after like the Root 91, uh, s- yeah, the Route yeah. 91 whole thing, like you just can't do that. And I don't understand the thought process there. Yeah, it wasn't so good. So I was just annoyed for that whole set and then he sucked anyways. So I was like, I'm done with you. Eminem is canceled. Um, but also, Ray LaMontagne was really underwhelming and it was really disappointing for me because I love him and it was a very uncomfortable show. Yeah. I, that was the one
1: where he, I think, was having also a bad night and got really he was fighting upset with his, his band, band yeah. on stage and that, that was a good one. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's those probably actually beat out mine, I think, because I went to both of those. Yeah. And I was like, mm, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Also, okay, I have one more to add. And I don't think you went to this one with me, but I went to Halsey. Oh, yeah. And she sounded okay, but some of the songs, like the sound was so loud, like it drowned out her vocal. And it was like weird techno at a like the outdoor amphitheater, so it just did not sound good. And it was it was just strange. That is strange. Was that the show? Was that a show with G Easy?
0: Oh, okay. So
1: they, I think they had just broken up because ah. she like started crying during one of her songs, oh, and that no. was like one of her best songs, I guess, the one she like wrote with him or whatever or they like sang together. Um, where she was just like it was just her vocals and she was singing. But, like, the rest of it, I don't know if it was the mix or something. And I was like, this does
0: not sound good. That's always such a bummer. I feel like, yeah. uh, especially as se- or amphitheater shows, it's so tough.
1: Well, and it's tough, too, with, like, some of the bands that use, like, the 808s and stuff and, like, uh, the synth sounds, right, to recreate that. Like, it sounds really good on a record. But then when you get into an outdoor amphitheater where the sound isn't really bouncing or anything. It's just like amplified out and that's it. And it carries away. Yeah. Then it's really hard. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, to turn it around, instead of us ending on a negative note, um, we really enjoyed a lot of stuff that came out this year. All the, all the songs, all the albums, and we're going to put out a list of just top 10 albums of the year. Should we do albums or songs? We could do albums. I think we do albums. So we'll put out a list of Justine's top 10 and then my top 10 on our Instagram at Pod. So stay tuned over there and check out our list and let us know what you think. Have an opinion. Speak up. Live your truth. Live your truth. We're living our truth in 2019. <laughs> living our truth. Little bit of wins. <laughs> <laughs> little bit of wins. Lots of shows. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to go to much more shows in 2019 so at 2017 <laughs> we average about two a week which is a lot which is a lot and i lot did the shows. math on what i personally did this year because you went to some shows i didn't go to and vice versa i was averaging one every two weeks which is really mm. we fell off the wagon yeah we're hoping for a better 2019 we're just gonna just try to go to like make more effort to go to more shows
1: also just a shout out to bands that start at like 7 o'clock thank you thank you Even on a weeknight thank yeah. you
0: <laughs> if you start at nine and you have an opener i hate you <laughs>
1: like on a friday saturday no problem yeah. weekday uh-uh
0: forget it <laughs> we definitely we had tickets to go see some like hip-hop show at exit in mm-hmm. and it was a weeknight and we didn't pay attention what time it was and it started at nine and there were four openers and we literally just decided to not go. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like I cannot be doing that on a Wednesday. No, like no, no. not just when can't. you have
1: like an 8am meeting the next day. Right.
0: I can't be a human no. after that. Mm-mm.
1: That's, not that's, that's way happen. past my bedtime.
0: No, totally not. Okay.
1: Thank you so much for spending the year with us. We hope to bring you more music and more buzz in 2019. Keeping it Buzzin in the new year, buzzin in the new year and throughout the year. See you next month. Stay buzzed. Stay buzzed. Ooh. Ooh.